It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host today, but with me today are two special co-hosts, Mary Fanning and Major General Retired Paul Valley. And along with them will be our guest, Colonel Retired Rob Manis. I'll come back to them in just a second with a proper introduction. The purpose of today's roundtable is really to discuss the status of America in 2024 and why you, the American public, should be concerned, and more so what you should be focused on as we head into a critical election year. Don't be distracted by the noise. Focus on the facts, the logic, and avoid the emotional discussions as our country's future depends on it. When we take a look at the next election here, we're going to flesh out some ideas in this roundtable today, talk about some of the concerns, all with the focus on the 2024 elections. And this is not only to help inform President Trump, but all candidates who stand for freedom and ensuring America's greatness. So why is this important? Well, we see the candidates gearing up for the 2024 election, yet what is their strategy? What's their narrative? What policies are they putting forth that are critical? What critical actions will they take an implementation plan do they have ready, if any, to take America back from the brink of tyranny? None of the conservative candidates have thought through this and thought through such details, to include Mr. Trump. But you can bet the dystopian progressive left has. The left's efforts, my friends, is what cognitive war is all about. Narratives, manipulation, disinformation, along with strategy, planning, and methodical execution. The primary battlefield isn't the kinetic battlefield. It's the cognitive domain, the domain of the human mind. So with me today, my co-host, Mary Fanning, without further delay, not just a spark, but a flamethrower. She's also the executive producer for the NAS Security Hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Mary Fanning is also an investigative journalist, an excellent one at that. She should have done business in the intel world. And she runs the American Report covering national security. Major General Retired Paul Valley who many of you have heard here many times before here, but also in other programs such as J.B. Wells' Arc Midnight, the Intelligence Briefing, and others. His last assignment was a Deputy Commanding General, U.S. Army Pacific in Honolulu. He spent 32 years, 32 grand years after graduating from the U.S. Military Academy at West Point with a very distinguished and honorable career, and then went into a variety of media programs that you remember on Fox News. And lastly, today, we also welcome to the roundtable our guest, Colonel Retired Rob Manis, a U.S. Air Force veteran who served 32 years, starting off as an enlisted EOD expert, moving on to a variety of leadership positions, including as B-1 squadron commander, then wing commander, dealing with nuclear operations. He's a survivor of the 9-11 Pentagon attack and a former U.S. Senate candidate and hosts the Rob Manis Show. Well, welcome all, and with that, without further ado, let me turn to Mary Fanning to open us up on this roundtable as we're going to cover a variety of different issues, from Marxism to military to DEI to Trump. What can we do about it? What should we do about it? 
and what should the candidates be concerned about and you, the public? Over to you, Mary. Thank you, Ed. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's an honor to be with you all. Right now, what we're looking at is the infiltration of communism into all of our institutions, including into our military. That is most disturbing because communism did not end with the Cold War. It did not end with the collapse of the Soviet Union. We are looking at the perestroika deception as it moves into the United States and into all of our institutions. And unless we take back our country, we will lose our freedom as well as our country. The Biden administration, the Obama administration, worked hand in glove with the communists. So it is time to take back the country or we will lose it. The, the domestically, the Marxist radicals of the 60s have, have now become the man. They have moved into all of our institutions. And the rule of law no longer stands. All you have to do is look at what's taken place in Washington, D.C. with the trials, the J6. Uh, no one could have imagined that, that this could happen in America. But right now, it's time for the American people to stand up and take back their country. Over to you, Ed. Well, thanks, Mary. And Paul, Major General Paul Valley, retired. Great to have you back on, Paul. Uh, let's good. get your perspective and an opening comment here before we go over to Rob. Well, we just uh, produced an article uh, and distributed uh, that article uh, uh, over the last three days throughout the country uh, from the Stand Up America U.S. Foundation. And basically what it is, the fight for our life could be the final battle to save our great country and the republic. And we outline in there the, the exact causes uh, that just uh, reviewed for us, uh, the infiltration uh, into our into our organizations, our educational educational organizations, colleges, universities, high schools, grade schools, infiltrated by the Communist Manifesto supporters who uh, are looking for their support, by the way, and they are getting it from the global elitists, that same group that met in Davos last week. And basically what it is, their, their goal uh, is to dismantle America, dismantle our Constitution, and as Obama said, uh, change America forever. And so we know uh, the puppet Obama and the puppet Biden are following along that track, and they've been able in over three years now to totally disable and dismantle many of our institutions and changes uh, that, that they incurred uh, when they were able to spread their propaganda. And like CRT, uh, DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, these are all indoctrination programs. And we see those at our academies today. We see it within the ranks of our armed forces. And so that's why it's a challenge. The next 10 months is a battle for America. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much for that, Paul. This is over to Colonel Manis. Now, Colonel Manis, first time I've had you on here. Welcome to the to the crowd here as our guest. And uh, would you rather go by Rob or Colonel? Rob is fine. Uh, okay, fantastic. Thanks, Ed. Uh, General Valley, good to see you, Mary. Uh, uh, it's, I'm honored to get to be on the show with uh, the three of you all. Uh, you know, the uh, critical theory, and, and I use the term, I, I leave the term race out uh, because, uh, you know, your, your listeners need to be reminded all the time that critical theory is a Marxist theory. It has been used by the Soviet communists, 
uh, in the 60s and 50s to divide America between black and white, uh, uh, between rich and poor, and those kind of things. Uh, now, with the addition of the transgender theory, queer theory, those are all part and parcel extensions of critical theory. And, and when combined with CRT, critical race theory, uh, they are destroying uh, our institutions here in the United States from within. It, it's the optimal. You know, I, I used to say all the time, never forget that Vladimir Putin is a retired KGB colonel. Okay. Uh, that means something to the four of us here because we we fought the Soviet Union communists uh, uh, in a Cold War for you know over fifty years or so. Most of us did, uh, and even my dad was uh, the first part of my experience with that uh, in the Air Force. But uh, you know, Vladimir Putin is a KGB colonel. He thinks and makes decisions like a KGB colonel from the Soviet Union. That doesn't mean that Russia is communist now. We all know the geopolitical uh, situation there. But when you have a leader that's firmly ensconced now, pretty much as a dictator, uh, that's not going to be removed except for through some uh, nefarious means, more than likely, uh, uh, that is from that background, that's the way they're going to make those decisions. And he is having a a great day every day that he wakes up and sees the destruction of the Department of Defense in the United States of America from its own people from within. Because what this critical theory does, uh, and, and the extension of that in policy is, is DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. See, they love those words, right? Uh, uh, but that equity trap uh, is exactly what it is. It's not equality. We've all fought for equality uh, here in the United States of America, demanded it as policymakers, as executives in the military. Uh, General Vallely and I, I, I know his signature is on a, on a, a, a no-toleration policy of racial discrimination or any other kind of discrimination uh, for the units that he's commanded. Okay, we've both been commanders. So, but that's not what this is. DEI is the, is the, ensconcing of critical theory from Marxism into the institutions that it's going into. And I, and I mentioned DOD because that's the one I'm most concerned about because the Department of Defense, the Armed Forces of the United States, is the core institution that created the country. Okay, And if not for General Washington giving his commission back to Congress, there wouldn't be a free United States of America as, as, uh, as we knew it in 1776, 1783, or uh, today. Uh, so that institution is the one that we have to focus on, in my view, uh, to save first uh, and rescue it from uh, this effort. And it's through the DEI policies and dismantling that, defunding it, uh, getting rid of anybody that's ever touched it, either as a commander who's agreed to implement it without question, or as a policy wonk staffer that's operating in these DEI organizations, which, mark my word, they go from the Department of Defense down to the squad level, okay, in every service. Uh, you know, at the Air Force Academy, uh, I know you guys know this, but for your listeners, the Air Force Academy has so implemented this under one of my peers, as a matter of fact, who's a friend of mine, I flew with him in B1s, uh, Rich Clark, uh, has implemented this to the point where they have a purple rope for the DEI officer down to the squad level. 
so that that officer can report any opposition to DEI policy up the chain of command. That What does that sound like? Well, for those of us that fought the Soviet Army, uh, armed forces, it sounds like the political officers that were all the way down to the squad level. Exactly, exactly. For, for enforcing communism. Yep, that's uh, exactly right. That's you know, so that, exactly right. So we've got to get at that. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't have any politician that's running for president of the United States except one. Uh, I say unfortunately, not in a pejorative way, but but we don't have more than one choice. And Americans like to have their choices. There's only one choice, really, that that has the capability and the experience now having one administration to be able to and does understand the seriousness of the issues and will appoint and nominate the right people that can accomplish the goal of totally deconstructing DEI policy within the United States Armed Forces uh, all the way down to the squad level. And that's, guys, Donald Trump. Well, so let me let me leverage that here and, and go back to Mary and Paul on this as well, because and yourself, because what you're bringing out here, I'm an, I'm an old Soviet studies specialist, right? And the Soviets were very crafty at how they infiltrated different organizations that dealt with the law, justice, and other aspects, and then the military. And you see the same thing happening here to the rest of the bureaucracy, but pre-Trump, and then what during Trump, after Trump the rest of the bureaucracy, including now the military. But the big question I have is, so you've seen, uh, as I refer to him, Mussolini Milley in autistic Austin, were long-serving in the military, long-serving, 32-plus years each, okay, in uniform. And never in my time in, in uniform, and I doubt in time, Paul and others, did you hear them bring up problems with white supremacy, racism, equality, and other stuff. But all, of a, all of a sudden, then they just broke into it. So let me let me go back to Mary and get your, your thoughts on that. Why was it they waited to this point, Mary? Well, they're not working for this country. I'm sorry, but no one has ever seen anything like this before. How do you look at something where they're calling uh, their China uh opposition and saying, if we're going to attack you, be assured I'll call you first. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Has anyone ever seen anything like that before in our military? How about General Austin when he went on sick leave and uh, is in charge of the nuclear codes, et cetera, to protect this nation, and he didn't report to anyone for how many days? No one has ever seen such imbeciles running this nation. And, and you're being kind, Mary. Oh, I know. Well, what, what are your thoughts on why was it Mussolini Millie and Autistic Austin hid for 30-something years inside the ranks? And only afterwards did, you know, remember, um, Millie came out and, and apologized for standing with Trump near the White House when the church next door was burning. Yet he was emboldened by sending a division of 25,000 troops to protect Queen Nancy on the Hill. Over to you, Paul. Well, uh, we it's all in our new book, by the way, Invisible Treason in America, where Millie's listed in there along with uh, Biden, Obama, uh, and Soros, and a number of other people, Mayorkas, uh, Kamala Harris. Our new book coming out uh, is Beyond Treason, uh, The Dismantling of America. That'll be out next month. 
So, and we, and that's all outlined in that book, and I hope you have copies of it. But, uh, you know, I can remember Milley when he testified in front of the Senate, and uh, he was uh, really uh, disturbed by uh, the white rage in the armed forces. And I've said many times, the only white rage I saw was General Milley. But uh, he's guilty of treason for the actions that he took and didn't take. Uh, when we aided and abetted the enemy when we withdrew and surrendered in Afghanistan, uh, aid and abetting uh, Mayorkas and the others uh, uh, for uh, aiding and abetting the cartels, which are avowed enemies of the United States. So we're not in good hands today, but uh, uh, you, you really nailed it. Uh, President Trump is the only one that can take hold and lead us into the future. Absolutely. Absolutely, Paul. Before we go to Rob, we're going to have to take a short break here. I just want to remind our listeners to go to AmericaOutloud.news, AmericaOutloud.news for your daily stop for all the latest news happenings. You can get the articles, the stories, the podcasts, the books that Paul just put up there, okay, and, and others. It's just a wealth of information and a wealth of different shows. We'll be right back. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to the NASA Security Hour. With me today are my co-hosts, Major General Retire Paul Valley, Mary Fanning, and our guest, Rob Manis. Rob, as we left uh, the break here, uh, we were talking about Amelie and 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 Austin and Val, General Valley just brought up a great point about the only white rage he saw was Millie when he was testifying before the Congress. But I'm sure you saw the reports after was a two year investigation looking for these boogeyman white rage white supremacists throughout the United States Armed Forces. They found absolutely nothing. Over to you, Rob. Yeah, it's uh, it's preposterous. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm surprised Mark Esper's name hasn't come up yet. I, I was at the Kennedy School for a year with him when he was a lieutenant colonel and I was a major. Uh, and, uh, you know, derelict on duty 
it's not even dereliction. It's derelicts. They're all derelicts on yep. duty. Esper uh, had the audacity to publicly say, I'm not going to support the president of the United States if he invokes the Insurrection Act. Uh, when the, the president of the United States was forced to go to the damn bunker uh, uh, and wanted to call out the D.C. National Guard to protect the government, uh, you know, and he, sh- he should have resigned and then said that. But they have no ethics today. Uh, and I think that's what we're getting at. There's no integrity. It, it pains me to say this. I've retired as a colonel. I worked very hard to get from E1 to 06, and, and it was a it was a system as that you all served into, based on honor, duty, which boils down to ethics, honor and duty, uh, and loyalty to the Constitution of the United States. None of these men that we're talking about, uh, and women too, that are in this government today, uh, or even in under the Trump administration. The ones that were had resist hashtags all over their social media that were able to to infiltrate and or stay in the Trump administration, uh, none of them are loyal to the Constitution of the United States, uh, and that's why we have to we have to have an effort, a systemic, systematic, uh, uh, well thought out effort to get these people out of the United States government uh, and replace them with people that are not wedded to the power uh, and strength of the bureaucracy, but are wedded to what is right for the American people. Uh, and what is right for the American people is the government is, is created for one thing only, to protect our freedom, our liberty, uh, as the founders would say. And, and when they're destroying our liberty and attacking our liberty every single day, even through our Department of Defense, they're doing it. Uh, uh, then it's got to be dismantled and then rebuilt from the ground up. I mean, that's a big effort. And I know, I know when I say it, it's, I'm not being hyperbolic. I can't be, it's gotta be done, uh, from the strategic to the tactical level or the country is sunk. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and in my book, the cognitive war, why we're losing and how we can win, I call for a complete overhaul of the national security system. But let me go to Paul here in a second here, because what we've been talking about here is the infiltration of every major bureaucracy in the federal government by senior leaders who are corrupt, complicit, and compliant, not to the Constitution, but for absolute power. And what we saw in 2016 was first the stage fixing of the election for Hillary to get the nomination, and then the stage fixing of the election and the dossier to disable Trump. What we saw in 2020 was the same thing, is that the insurrection in the streets and the anarchy in the summer of love was a precursor for when Trump would have won, they would have burnt down America to disable his administration. But they didn't because they committed fraud. The point here, they planned, they planned all this. And the January 6th aspect, we've seen more and more evidence now of how the FBI and our own national security apparatus staged this insurrection, so-called insurrection, purposely, purposely to undermine Americans' freedom overall. And I know Major General Valley has some great insights on this and what they're trying to do to help get these poor folks who were unconstitutionally imprisoned out and free. Paul, over to you. Well, thank you, Ed. And uh, we, we launched last year Operation Jericho, Jericho goes back to the Bible. It goes also to an operation World War II uh, to free a number of prisoners uh, out of a Nazi prison. Uh, but uh, 
we have sent that now to all over Congress. Uh, and I talked to uh, my congressman yesterday, and I asked him why, with all the evidence that the J6 was a total fraud, that whole, that whole situation. And he said, well, we've sent it over to the House Judiciary Committee, but they won't do anything about it. Even in light of all the evidence, they will do nothing about it. This is how weak the Republicans are in these different committees. I want to go back to something that uh, uh, we were talking about a little earlier about the people we have in government. We have the most inept people in our government positions today, appointed political positions that I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know whether you knew it, but I set up the first meeting between Putin and Trump in March of 2017 when I was in Moscow. So what we have with these global threats are Putin, who's playing a high-level game of chess. He's very smart. And she as well. And they see the inept statesmen, the people that we have that are running our government. Middle East is a good example now of the Israeli-Gaza uh, situation. Um, I would close down the CIA, the FBI on, on Friday, and I would open up something new on Monday because these organizations do not deserve to continue down the path they've had for so many decades. Uh, so uh, President Trump, uh, when he comes in, uh, he's working with a team now. It's called uh, Project uh, Election uh, 2025. Uh, actually, it's Project 2025, I think. But it, it's geared towards the election and what's going to be done or needs to be done uh, when President Trump takes over. But we're in bad shape. We need to work together. But uh, I think, Mary, you'll remember in our book from last year that General McInerney and I wrote, it was called America's Endgame for the 21st Century. And the first chapter, and Ron, you mentioned a little bit about this, the first chapter is on the spiritual awakening of America. Nothing is going to happen positive until we get back to honesty, integrity, and the truth, and stop trying to solve our problems through a political prison. We have to solve our problems through a reality prison. What's happening? What can we do to correct? What can we do to move America forward? Anyhow. No, you're great. And let's yeah. toss it to, to Mary then. Go ahead, Mary. So, General, yes, and we cover in our new book, Invisible Treason, and people need to understand that uh, one-time Deputy Director of Counterintelligence for the FBI, Terry Kirchie, and I, we worked a story together. We had an FBI asset turned whistleblower who came forward. And in the run-up to J6, they had, been, they had infiltrated Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They, they handed over the documentation of all of their funding. Their funding was coming from Marxists in Somalia and Marxists in the Middle East. That is who is funding Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Well, the FBI, the special agent, sent this whistleblower, and they said, go change your documents. Didn't you find any white supremacists, proud boys, white nationalists? They said, go look again. No, they couldn't find any of those people. Uh, after all, the country is really not divided. It's still a, 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 a conservative country. The riots all came from the left. But the FBI directed them to change their documents just in the run-up to J6. They said, change that to white nationalists, change it to white supremacists, change it to Proud Boys. They set up this operation. We have Americans in gulags in this country 
who did nothing wrong, 20 some odd years. But the FBI was setting up this false narrative in the run-up to J6. Can anyone imagine this happening before? We are looking at Barack Obama's communist transformation. This is a Gramsci move of the United States. And he's put his people in place. We looked what took place under Barack Obama with the great purge, any of the great patriots inside our military. That is why all of this is taking place. This is the Obama communist transformation. And if the American people do not stand up against this, we will lose our country and we will lose our freedom. Well, you're spot on, Mary. And, and as I go to Rob here, let me bring up a subject that, that, that sort of Mary's highlighting here is uh, the FBI staging things. But does anyone remember QAnon? Okay. The big boogeyman QAnon. Right. Okay. So there was a course I took at the State Department and I was uh, consulting for them. And I asked them, it was a course put on by our friends uh, at, at the other, other named organization you all know about. And I asked them specifically, if QAnon is such a big threat, please then give us some statistics on the numbers, who the leaders are, and where they're at. Well, they couldn't. And the reason I raised that question, because it was a whole disinformation op, in my opinion, whole disinformation op mm -hmm. by our own CIA and our own government to create a boogeyman. But I'm sure Rob has some familiarity with this, as he also ran a Santa campaign. He probably had to deal with a lot of disinformation. Back yeah. over to you, Rob. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you brought up QAnon, so I have to address it. Uh, I first heard about it uh, in uh, 2015 after President Trump came down the escalator, quite frankly, and it was from a supporter of mine. I ran for the U.S. Senate the first time in 2013 for the 14 election. Uh, and never heard this, uh, but uh, a, a major supporter of mine, big donor, uh, brought it up from South Louisiana. Uh, and they sent me a copy of a of an email or a document or whatever the post was. Uh, I think they were on like 4chan, something 4chan or 8chan. I, I don't really know. I'm not that familiar with it. Uh, it's a it's a bulletin board, basically. Uh, and uh, when I looked at it, I, I just called them up and I said, look, this is obviously written by somebody with inside knowledge of how the government national security bureaucracy works. That's what I said. Uh, and I said, as long as it's anonymous, I wouldn't trust it for anything, uh, you know. Uh, so, uh, so, so that was my first, uh, and only interaction, uh, about QAnon other than uh, observing all this crazy stuff, uh, that's come out about it. And I, and I, and, and looking back on the last few years, uh, I think you're absolutely right. It was a government operation, some misinformation, disinformation, uh, and influence operation all rolled into one. And it's still out there, folks. It is still out there and they will change it to make it look like it's some other thing. Uh, and they are doing that. Uh, and there's probably three or four different channels now at this point, but pushing the same disinformation, uh, trying to conduct an influence operation. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, Mary brought up a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the bad things the FBI has done. Uh, uh, what about uh, going after traditional Catholics too? Uh, you know, and Christian nationalism, they're trying to make those things a dirty word. They're trying to make it a dirty word uh, because my great, great grandfather was a Confederate soldier. Uh, that's a, they're, they're trying to say, well, that's a, a bad thing on this guy who served the country for 32 and a half years, loyally and honorably, uh, and with the war for it, uh, you know, they're trying to make those things all bad. Uh, and a lot of it is through 
uh, them uh, ha having this QAnon thing to be able to bash on. And, and these messages all come out uh, when the media, the government bureaucracy, the intelligence community, uh, and the politicians, and not, it's not just Democrats, it's the uniparty Republicans in, in power, too, you know, across this nation uh, that uh, try to use those tools uh, to influence the majority of the American people to say that folks like me are bad. It, it's, it's really puzzling, uh, you know, uh, because the documentation uh, and the facts and the truth are, are, are all out there. My life's my, uh, completely public, the, you know, good, bad, and the ugly, uh, because I've run for office uh, at the national level. And, uh, uh, and it's all out there, and there's nothing you could say or show uh, that I've ever been disloyal to my country, uh, no matter what subject I talk about. And I'm not going to be disloyal to my country. As a matter of fact, it's because I am loyal to my country and the Constitution of the United States that I join in the fight with folks like you all uh, to get this country back on track to where it's serving the purpose we created it for before we lose this government under a constitution of the United States. That's what I'm afraid of. Uh, and, and you see it every day that every small step, they're incremental small steps every day. Uh, but there's some pretty big things that we're, we've been seeing the last three years. I mean, and it, you can't watch Joe Biden's speech at Independence Hall or this latest one where he demonizes half of the country because they, they, they believe in a phrase called make America great again. Come on. Uh, you know, so, so we're way down the road to losing the constitutional country called the United States of America if we don't take appropriate action. Uh, and, and that's my job. My commission is still good. My oath of office doesn't expire. Uh, my citizenship is never going to expire. I want my grandchildren to inherit a constitutional United States of America, not this thing that it's being transformed into. You, you make some great points. And so, and, and, I'm, and the upfront introduction, as I mentioned, Mary Fanny, not only a sparkler, but also a flamethrower. So I'm going to turn that flamethrower on here in a second, because one of the things we haven't really discussed yet is the OD9 CIA and Brennan Clapper and Comey, okay, the three stooges and the fourth stooge chef, okay, Mike Hayden, who I've worked with them all, okay? These guys here, to your point, Rob, these guys here, along with the Justice, the FBI, our national security apparatus at state and commerce and energy as well and others, okay, have all purposely undermined our constitutional government. And so let me turn to Mary for her thoughts as we got a couple minutes before the next break on her thoughts as to how this is playing out for, to give the, the audience an understanding of why it's so important to understand it's not just FBI and DOJ, it's the whole cabal. Over to you, Mary. That is a whole cabal, but again, it goes back to Barack Hussein Obama, the communist. And uh, we expose Hammer and Scorecard. Why? Because Hammer had been a, a foreign surveillance tool. It had 17 echelons of safeguards and sign-offs in order to access this very powerful tool. Barack Obama with James Clapper and John Brennan illegally commandeered this powerful surveillance system. They turned it on the American people for the purpose of blackmail and leverage. They were spying on all of America, including Donald J. Trump. In fact, they told that the most, the person that they most feared was Donald Trump. 
And we can see why that is true today. Now, it's important to understand that they illegally commandeered, they stole this powerful surveillance system. But one of the applications from Hammer was known as Scorecard. It still is known as Scorecard. Scorecard is a prismatic scoring algorithm that steals the votes at the transfer point. So as the Secretary of State is transferring the votes to the vote vault, these prismatic scoring algorithm, so it's AI, it steals the vote at 3% increments. Now remember in 2020 how they stopped the vote, and all of a sudden these huge amounts of votes showed up, sometimes in identical blocks of votes across uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. We're now seeing some of this come to light. We know that there are 200,000 more votes than there were voters in Pennsylvania. We have seen that what we had wrote from the beginning, that the machines had, quote, vulnerabilities. Now, Judge Totenberg uh, sealed that data until just recently that came from, and it was shown in live court, from Professor Halderman. They knew that there were vulnerabilities and that these machines could be accessed. And so now, but if you open your mouth, you'll have the, the communist cabal come at you for telling the truth. They might even hire people to come and take pictures through your windows and start terrorizing you as we happen had happened at our house. And we're not looking at something normal. This is a communist takeover, a communist revolution in America. They are stealing the tools of government and turning them against the American people. Make no mistake, the things we are seeing, the grooming of the children in our schools, all this comes directly from Barack Obama as he's been exposed now with going out with um, male prostitute Larry Sinclair. We also now know that Barack Obama's mentor uh, was a Soviet agent, Frank Marshall Davis. Frank Marshall Davis was also part of NAMBLA, the Man-Boy Love Association, so that adult men legalizing is what they wanted, could have sex with little boys, grooming. We, have you ever seen this kind of thing in our schools before? Pushing this in the face of children. It is, it is the abnormal that we are being told to embrace. The idea it is, that Ismer, New York... I, I have to break in here. We have to take a short break. But no, I want you to okay. keep that thought because when we come back, I want you to talk more about that specific grooming aspect as we sort of round out the NASA security elements that are being compromised. And then Mary's point is how they're going over to the domestic side and a lot of other things. Be sure to listen to us. And again, AmericaOutloud.news. We play on iHeartRadio 24 by 7. You can get those applications and download those podcasts at any time. Play them 24 by 7. We'll be right back. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. 
Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. As we left on break, Mary Fanning, as I said, was laying the flame flower down on the Obamas, okay? But she's also highlighting the key aspect of where this cabal is going next in terms of grooming our children, indoctrinating our children, and other things. Back to you, Mary, to pick up where, you left, where we left off. Well, as Colonel Manis just said, have you ever seen anything like this where the FBI is going after Catholics? Have you ever seen uh, where the attorney general is going to after parents at school board meetings. Uh, this is not what we've ever seen in America before. And they're shoving it down the throats of the American people. But this goes to what, what is infiltrated into the country. This is the CCP. This is their godlessness, their atheism. Uh, they're based in materialism. And, and uh, what is taking place in America is a sea change. It is, it is destroying everything that we have believed in and the, the foundations, the constitutional foundations. Now we no longer have all men are created equal, but we have the scales of justice where melanin is the measurement of who goes forward with critical race theory and DEI. It's instead of merit. This is not how America was founded. It is not what we believe in. And again, we are still a center-right country. We have simply been infiltrated by a communist cabal that has taken over our institutions. And that will continue unless the American people stand up against this. They will continue putting innocent people in prison for 20-some-odd years. People need to understand that J6 committee, the monkey trials that they were holding, we have... Our military men in that jail, D.C., who are being raped multiple times by the guards, the prison guards. Have you ever heard of anything like this before, what they're doing to the American people? This is to make the American people fear standing up against this communist cabal. So, Mary, you bring up some great, great points. I'm going to go to Rob and then General Valley. The key here is, is, is Rob and General Valley, you've both been out uh, engaging the public. You know, Paul, you do a number of speaking things. Rob, you, you ran for the Senate and such. You know, what is your take on why Americans or why Americans do or don't really get what's going on? What, what did you hear on a campaign trail? And, Paul, what are you hearing on the, other, uh, on the speaker trail? But let me start with Rob. Is what, what's, what are we missing in our communication to the American public to help them understand what's going on? Over to you, Rob. I don't, I don't know that we're really missing anything in our communication. I think the message is, is correct, honestly. Uh, but I will tell you this. As far back as, look, uh, in 2013, my campaign started May 13th, 2013, for a 2014 election. Uh, in Louisiana to the U.S. Senate, 
Uh, and uh, my two main platform pieces uh, at the beginning and all the way through, they remained all the way through, were uh, secure the southern border because we're being invaded and infiltrated. In those days, I wasn't using the term invaded in that first campaign, but I do now because I, because I see it. I could see it better. Uh, but uh, but uh, I was calling for securing the border, and the politicians I was running against, Republican and Democrat, were, were ignoring it. Oh, it's secure. You know, we know this, blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously it's not. Look, I interviewed Michael Yan in November of this last year, and he said that day that over 56,000 known military-age males from the Communist Chinese Party had infiltrated into the United States. That's the known ones. He didn't really know how big the number was, but he knew it was at least that. And now we're four months later, uh, it, and it's probably over the, in the 70s or close to 100,000 of military-aged Chinese males. It's documented. We are being infiltrated with a fifth column of communist uh, Chinese party uh, military members. I, I see it. And I know it. I don't even have to have a gut feeling about it anymore. Okay. Uh, and then the second piece was uh, uh, was endless war policy has to end. Look, I was in the Pentagon on 9-11. And, uh, and, and up to that point, we had had President Reagan, President H.W. Bush, and uh, you know, uh, President Clinton, uh, President Obama, President George W. Bush, and those kind of things. We'd had these small conflicts. Uh, and those kind of things. But it was starting to look like an endless war policy then. Uh, And I came out of the Afghanistan and Iraq, the second Iraq war uh, after 9-11. And instead of enduring freedom, you know, I was very right. We should go in and respond and protect ourselves and take out the Al-Qaeda and Taliban in Afghanistan. Uh, The two locations and and pieces of infrastructure we could identify very quickly. And we did that. Okay, but we didn't turn the country back over. We stayed there for 20 something years and it ended in a major debacle that cost 13 American service members their lives unnecessarily. But my point with all this is that uh, that those messages are true. The American people, when you talk to them, are concerned about that. But you know what? Their kids really aren't serving less than less than 1% of American kids are serving in the country and are going to fight these and die in these wars and get maimed and, uh, and destroyed mentally, uh, 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 and those kind of things. Uh, uh, so the population of the United States, uh, from a voter perspective, uh, just doesn't get it because it's not affecting their lives. That's what I think the real answer is, uh, is that, these endless war policies until it comes knocking at our door uh, and, and knock, not my door or General Valley's door or you guys' door because you know that it's coming, but yes. the door of, of uh, Joe and Sally that have never served in the military, have no kids serving in the military. They're out there farming or working their small business or working for a, a, the Ford company or whatever. Uh, until it hits them in the face, uh, unfortunately, a lot of them aren't going to get the message, even though the message is right. And then you, on top of that, you have the cabal, which includes the media in this country, which is the, one of the most despicable parts of the United States of America, the so-called free press that has the money to get the message out, is refusing to do it, and it's suppressing those of us that are in the media now, as you all know, uh, yes. uh, to keep our message, which is correct, 
from reaching the right numbers of the American people because it scares the hell out of them because we're going to take this country back come hell or high water. One, It may not be in my lifetime, but I will leave my grandchildren here to know that they've got to fix this or or, or the worst will come if it hasn't happened already by the time I pass away from this earth. Uh, so uh, we will eventually get it done. Uh, and uh, the unfortunately, the longer it takes, the bloodier it will be. Uh, and it, nobody wants to see that kind of. So, Rob, I was sort of leading the witness there a little bit. And, 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 and I go back to Mary's comment also up front. We're center-right country. This country, the majority of people, as you see, 70, 80 percent of the people in the polls are united and we're on the wrong track. So let me turn to Paul and get his take on what he's hearing from the people across the United States. And what is it we are missing or what is it he doesn't think we're missing? And over to you, Paul. Well, I think right at the top, uh, the American people, the middle class, uh, uh, for sure, uh, is understanding the economic dilemma we're in created by Biden and his team. They're seeing the gas prices. They can't buy new homes with the high interest rates and the homes are still high, high priced uh, right after uh, the COVID. Uh, so uh, that's hitting them in the pocketbook. But when you look at the, what the global elites are trying to do, do away with the middle class and look at the small businesses that were destroyed uh, during the COVID period of time, the lockdown, and we're still suffering from that. And so I'm here in Montana. I mean, it's tough uh, for restaurants and businesses to get people to work anymore. So this economic thing is right at the forefront as the basic major threat to America in 2024. And how are we going to restore our energy and independence and all of that? And it's all got to be done by a new leader. So when you take that and I, I want to go back a little bit to uh, the border, if I may, in 2017, uh, Rob, we uh, built a plan for Trump uh, called Operation uh, Sinaloa. And uh, we sent that to Trump. And uh, it was an offensive operation and a defensive plan. The defensive plan he did, he built more fences, fortified, and basically fortified as best he could crossing points. Also, uh, full support of the border people, border patrol uh, DHS uh, hierarchy and uh, everything basically stay in Mexico, uh, that worked. But what he didn't do, Rob, is the offense. And when you identify the cartels as a militarized force that has better equipment, better helicopters, better drones, better arms than the Mexican government, and the fact that they're owned by the Mexican government, the cartels want everything that this is not, as Millie said, a police, a police operation. This is a military operation. Our generals are negligent in their duty to provide a comprehensive plan to neutralize and take down the cartels. I know General Boykin and I, uh, at about 2 o'clock in the morning next week, we could take the cartels down in seven days. I can have the 1st Armored Division from Fort Hood, Texas, down in Sinaloa in five hours lock down that whole area. So it can be done and it must be done because they are killing our youth in America. Every day we read about the fentanyl deaths. We know the agents are coming across the border, supported by the cartels. And why we continue to face this and dump, dump billions of dollars into Ukraine and we can't even defend our own borders. 
So it requires an offensive operation that must be done to neutralize these cartels. They can't continue to control what comes into our country, people as well as drugs and armament, by the way. And also they're, they're supporting the flying in of these people into our airports. Also, the northern border is a big risk right now. Many coming across through Vancouver, British Columbia, over into Ontario, uh, down into New York State. And so the reports are there. But uh, I'd just like to make that point to our group here this morning because it really needs to be done. We should not be taking this any longer. Uh, we've got to neutralize. We've got to destroy our enemies who continue to inflict damage on America. Oh, I agree, sir. Well, I mean, that, the, the, the next Secretary of Defense, I've, I've written about it, has to do a number of things. But number one and two are... Uh, uh, or get the right personnel out of the military, the generals that are failing us and admirals, uh, and two, uh, make sure that we conduct an operation and recommend an operation to the president of the United States, much like what you just described with the Operation Sinaloa, because it's time to use our military to protect our people. 100,000 fentanyl deaths a year is unacceptable, and it's been going on for a number of years now, uh, but we also have to get them we're going to have to put our special operators uh, on our own soil to inter interdict these uh, supply lines and uh, infiltration lines coming out of there, too. So uh, it, it's very important that we do that. And that's something we should do with our U.S. military Absolutely. instead of all this other crazy stuff that we're wasting resources on. Rob, I understand uh, Trump does have a plan to bring, bring back a number of retired generals to run things and to make the changes needed to be done. He, he does have a personnel plan. I'm not privy to the specifics of it, but I know there is a personnel plan both on the civilian side uh, and the military side. Yeah. Well, what we've touched on, we have about three minutes left here. I'm going to go a quick round uh, to each of you here in a second. What we touch on here and in, in this hour here has been basically talking about the key problem set that we face here in America. And we started to touch on, started to touch on some of the solutions now, so in the next episode, when we come back, we're going to talk about the solutions. But to round off this here, about 30 seconds each in terms of what we're seeing is this is not just globally. I mean, domestically here in the U.S., it's also globally. So let's go to Mary and then to Rob and then to Paul for, for final comments in this episode here. Mary, over to you. Well, three of our five former presidents right now are um, have an NGO where they're flying illegals into the United States. So imagine this, three of our five former presidents, Obama, Clinton, and Bush, are flying illegals from Africa and all over the world into the United States. When they get here, who's going to pick up the tab? That will be the American people. And these are the same people that brought 85,000 Afghan refugees in, saying that they were our translators. Only thing is, none of them could speak English and had to have translators. So we have people at the top who are working to destroy the United States of America. Absolutely. Over to you, Rob, 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, you know, people will be surprised to hear what Mary just said. Three of our last five presidents, one of them a Republican, is flying illegals into the United States. When I ran for office in 2014, the state of Louisiana was already spending $105 million a year to educate uh, illegal kids in the public school system that, that state didn't have because it's it was a relatively poor state then, uh, you know, and that's happening all over the country. Uh, and nobody in government that either elected, appointed or 
or hired is willing to do anything about it. So those of us that are not, not in government now have to uh, get people in charge of the government that will hire people uh, that will do something about this because it, it is not just an economic issue. It's a national security issue in the future of this country issue. Thank you. And Paul, 30 seconds, sir. Well, you know, I sit back and I, I listen to the news and get on uh, for interviews on television and radio. But uh, certainly, uh, America, we've got to rebuild this country and it's going to be massive. Uh, that's for sure. But we need the proper leadership to do it. And uh, we do have quite capable people in the United States. But, you know, I look at Congress uh, and as Jason Chaffetz uh, said in his book, uh, Congress affects only 15% of our government. The rest of it is really the deep state. And you look at now they want to legislate more. That's what legislators do. They legislate. <laughs> but very little happens. Just from the examples we've cited now on the J6ers and the border and so on. You can't legislate the border. The laws are already there. All we have to do is enforce them. And so this is America being led down a blind alley uh, by these people that are totally inept and are not uh, problem solvers and, in fact, aren't leaders. I can't name five leaders in the Senate or the House. You're absolutely right, Paul. So this has been a great episode here with uh, Mary, Rob, and Paul. We're telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The NASA Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. 